Welcome back to the Highway to Health Podcast, and thanks for connecting with us again on Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. The Highway to Health Podcast is sponsored by Healthy Trucking of America. Nicole Dreisky serves as your host for the Highway to Health Podcast, and in this episode of the Highway to Health, Nicole will be talking with Angela Forfia, an expert in the area of managing diabetes and pre-diabetes. In a moment, Angela and Nicole will be discussing several important topics, including the impact that COVID can have on people who are diabetic or pre-diabetic. Later in this edition of the podcast, we'll also be talking with you about Healthy Trucking of America and how you can get connected with the information and resources provided through HTA. Right now, it's time to hand it off to Nicole Dreisky and her feature interview with Angela Forfia on this edition of the Highway to Health podcast from Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. Today, we're putting diabetes in the spotlight with our guest, Angela Forfia. Angela is the Associate Director of Diabetes Education and Prevention Programs at the Association of Diabetes Care and Education Specialists. Wow, I don't think I've ever had to take a breath before when reading someone's credentials. That's long. Angela has spent more than 20 years in public health, and she has managed multi-year initiatives in everything from cardiovascular health to tobacco control and substance abuse. Welcome, Angela. We are so pleased you could join us today. I am super happy to be here. I can't wait to talk. (laughs) Yeah, and you're talking now. I would love to dive in to some of the resources that you offer for people with prediabetes so that they can sustainably prevent going to the next stage. Yes, just so that everyone is kind of on the same page with prediabetes. I always kind of think about prediabetes sort of like a warning sign that our body is starting to have some trouble making insulin. It's having trouble using that insulin, sort of like that dashboard warning light, like a check engine light. (laughs) When you see that, you don't want to just keep on driving or stick a piece of tape over it. (laughs) You want to take action. So we provide lots of resources for people with prediabetes. Um, One of the main resources we provide is called the Diabetes Prevention Program. With these diabetes prevention programs, people join these programs. They can join online. They can join through their phone. They can join in person and they get support from a lifestyle coach. And it's all about making really small changes to what we eat, what we drink, how much we move, how we sleep, how we manage stress to help get our bodies back into shape. When you put all of that together, that really reduces your risk of developing type 2 diabetes. Tell me about the coaches. How do you get a coach? Is this something that is paid for? How is it paid for? (laughs) Yeah, that is a super great question. Right now, a lot of these programs across the country are totally free. Mm. Not only are they totally free, but they're really eager for people to sign up for them. Amazing. They're trying to get that message out to people that, hey, this may seem scary if your doctor has told you that you have prediabetes. You may have been like, I don't even want those blood tests that are going to like let me know that I have prediabetes. But now I know. Now I have to kind of face this and make some changes. So there's programs that are going 
everywhere. The coaches are like a wide range of people. Some of them are dietitians who are really focused on food. Some of them are like physical therapists that can really help out if you have a shoulder injury, like what are safe activities to do. But they're all just really focused on helping people lose a little bit of weight. So what we know the major way of preventing type 2 diabetes is to lose about 5% of your weight and get to about 150 minutes of what we call moderate activity. So that's like a brisk walk. And you have all week to get those 150 minutes, but you should do it in about 10 to 15 minute chunks. So it could be 10, 15 minute workouts or a 30 minute brisk walk like around the parking lot every day for five days and to make some changes to food. So you're working on kind of both sides of that energy balance. You're taking in better fuel and burning it. So you sign up for a program to get a lifestyle Uh coach. What's the process? Just walk me through it in case there are any listeners who'd like to hop on that program idea. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's a super easy website that's called do I have prediabetes.org. <laughs> it is literally called that. And dumb thing is that I Google it every time. So if you go to do I have prediabetes.org, you can Google it or go there directly. There's an online screening. So it takes you through some quick questions of how old are you? How much do you weigh? Do you have a mom or dad who had diabetes? Do you have a brother or sister who had diabetes? Some of the risk factors for diabetes. And then after you do that, it tells tells you what your risk is and it allows you right in that same place to find a program so you can select an in-person program or an online program if you're on the road a lot. It's just that easy. I like it. All right. Access to resources. That's what we're about. Are there any particular myths or misconceptions about diabetes that you hear regularly, Angela, that you could help our listeners clear up? Yeah, absolutely. So I work mostly on the prevention side, and Mm -hmm. I really love the work that I do. And I think that sometimes with prediabetes, they hear they have prediabetes, they've seen their older brother or their mom or dad or their aunt or uncle having diabetes, and they're like, well, it's just going to happen to me. There's nothing I can do to make changes. And I try not to appear out of smoke puffs and say, that's not true. You can focus on losing this really manageable amount of weight. We're not talking about getting back into the genes that you were in high school. We're talking about 5% of your weight, building up the 150 minutes of moderate activity, just losing a little weight, getting a little more active. You reduce your risk of getting type 2 diabetes by 58%. It is not like a diagnosis that you can escape from. So I think that's the biggest myth that I would like to bust for me. I like it. Not to be negative Nancy here, but diabetes causes more deaths per year than breast cancer, AIDS combined, and having diabetes nearly doubles your chances of having a heart attack. Then there are always the fun, serious complications, the nerve, eye, and kidney damage to look forward Mm -hmm. to. So it's really good. What is it? A little bit of prevention goes such a long way. Your website, this Association of Diabetes Care and Education, has a lot of great information, and I think it might be fun to touch on this because we've got listeners in four time zones, and it's fire and hurricane season here. 
what do people with diabetes need to make sure they have in like an emergency go bag? Because I noticed when you go to emergency shelters, I did some work with the EPA and FEMA myself, mm-hmm. the food they give you is not diabetes friendly. Let's just put it that way, prevention right. friendly. And that's not their fault. It's great that they're providing food. Let's just say that. But some kind of diabetes kit when electricity goes out and evacuations might happen, what do you think people should have? Yeah, that's such an important question. I was just in New Orleans and I was talking to my Uber driver and he had diabetes and I'd asked him if he had ever evacuated and he's like, yeah, I had to evacuate for the first time last year. So you have to be ready to go when that happens. So the main thing is get yourself some of those big gallon Ziploc bags. In one of them, you want to make sure that you have a list of your medical history, the names and phone numbers for your pharmacy and doctor's office, emergency contact information, some information about your insulin pump or your glucose monitor, copy of your health insurance card so that's Mm. ready to go. And Mm. then supply-wise, you want to pack enough for at least one or two weeks insulin and syringes for each injection, extra batteries if you have batteries for your glucose meter and pump, Lancet, some glucose tablets or maybe some quick carbs like those little packets of honey or hard Hmm. candy. If you have oral glucose medication, you want to stick that in there. You want to have all those ready to go packed up and some water, of course. I have a go bag in my closet right now. And if we had to go somewhere, I could grab that. I could grab my diabetes, go back, get the insulin from the fridge, and I'm ready. Good to go. All right. That's great information, Angela. And we will be back to talk more about prevention after a quick break. You're listening to the Highway to Health Podcast on Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. The Highway to Health Podcast is sponsored by Healthy Trucking of America. You can learn more about the information and resources available from HTA by visiting the organization's website, healthytruck.org. That web address again is healthytruck.org. Now folks, if you'd like to go further down the highway to health and hear more perspective and features from Nicole Dreisky, we would like to invite you to join Nicole on the Dave Nemo Show on SiriusXM's Road Dog Trucking Radio Channel 146. Nicole and the Highway to Health are featured each Tuesday for one hour between 8 and 9 a.m. Eastern Time. The Dave Nemo Show is also available on demand through the SiriusXM app. Now folks, let's get you back to Nicole and this edition of the Highway to Health podcast sponsored by Healthy Trucking of America. And we're back on the Highway to Health with Angela Forfia. She's an expert in diabetes education, and we're getting some great information about diabetes prevention and, in the case of go-bag, management. Okay, so Angela, we know eating healthy, being more active mm-hmm. are two really important things, but there are a few other components in there, and I'd love to unpack what your programs do for, say, stress management or getting better sleep or quitting smoking, because all of those <laughs> seem to have a lot to do with diabetes. And what resources do you have? Is it just all part of the lifestyle changes or is this something you switch coaches to do? How does it work? 
That's a great question. So you're exactly pointing to some of the risks that professional drivers have for diabetes. Mm -hmm. We know that as we get older, we have a greater risk for developing diabetes. So if you're over the age of 35 and you're listening to this, you should be getting screened for diabetes every year. We know being a man increases Mm -hmm. your risk. Carrying around a little more weight increases your risk, especially if it's that spare tire, if it's stomach fat. Smoking Mm -hmm. or being around diesel exhaust increases your risk and not being active increases your risk. So those are all of the risk factors that are kind of coming home to roost for you. The programs that we have, it does not just focus on, okay, well, here's what to put on your plate. It really does weave together all of these different things that you talked about. So we can't do anything about getting older. There's no intervention (laughs) there. (laughs) But we'll spend some time talking about healthy eating and healthy eating, healthy, making the best choices wherever you are. Because we know that not everywhere you're going is like, oh, well, look at this beautifully stocked salad bar. And maybe Mm -hmm. you don't even like salad. So making the best choices wherever you are, it is going to work on a lot on that physical activity piece because we know starting to get more active, even just getting 10 minutes a day makes a big difference. And then sleep makes a huge difference. So there'll be sessions that are focused on sleep. There are sessions focused on managing stress. I'm actually a coach myself. I just finished doing a session on triggers, sort of managing triggers. And triggers are like those kind of cues that just sort of put you in autopilot where you're like, wow, I wake up in the morning and like without even thinking about it, I do this. Or three o'clock happens and I really want to have a cup of coffee. So it's starting to think about all of those unconscious triggers that we've made over the years with our eating and our being active or not being active and starting to really think about those and sort of build some different so um, by triggers you mean in our life. habits that we have formed that yeah, means the three o'clock absolutely. comes around and a habit kicks in or okay so triggers are triggers for habits not necessarily mm-hmm. triggers for stress responses yeah so stress I often think of there's like a gazillion different sources of stress in our life, but it usually triggers an emotion in us. So Mm -hmm. we get mad, we just withdraw and kind of give up, or we get sort of depressed about it. And when we get mad or give up or get depressed, then we sometimes then eat. I'm going to do some other unhealthy behaviors. Food so triggers. We Food triggers. Yeah, Got it. Yeah. So yeah. we can't change the stress in our life, but we can change how we react to that stress and start to build new routines. So not always reaching for a Coke, whatever right. has a ton of sugar in it. And there are ways to do that that are just not willpower, correct? Because willpower is in real short supply, gotta say. Oh my gosh. You don't want to spend your day with 10,000 decisions that you have to apply willpower to. You are just not going to do that well. It's the difference between lifting a really heavy weight and building a pulley. If you build a pulley, which is a new routine, then you can lift a lot more and lift a lot more easily than if you're trying to like lift up that heavy thing that you're trying to do every single time. Right. So these are changes. It's a way to make changes mm-hmm. that is gradual and last. that relies on, yeah, it's more relaxed. I like it. All right. Now, I want to get to this before we have to leave. If you already have diabetes, 
Can this potentially affect the way your body reacts to the COVID virus? I mean, what are some COVID symptoms that last longer or seem to be particularly prevalent among diabetics? So we talked a bit about ways that diabetes affects your body. There is another way that diabetes can be really dangerous and that it makes it harder for your body to fight infections. So because you have diabetes, you're more likely to get sick, get really sick, have to see a doctor, end up in the hospital. I mean, I really saw this firsthand in my family. So way back in 2020, before we had any of these great vaccines, my husband got COVID. He didn't get really sick at all. He had a little shortness of breath. A couple months later, my younger brother got sick. He was 10 years younger than my husband. Hmm. He has prediabetes. He's a former smoker, carrying a little extra weight around. He used to play football in high school, so that's his body. Sure, sure. He doesn't get much exercise. He's working all the time. He's got high blood pressure, and he got really, really sick. And I remember talking to him and telling him, trust your wife. If she tells you to go to the hospital, you go to that hospital. We were keeping an eye on his oxygen. The hospital said, hey, come back if it's 90. And it was like 89, 88. And I was just sick with worry. And he pulled through it. But I got to tell you, he was first in line when the vaccines came out. He never wanted to go through that again. And he knew that because of his prediabetes, high blood pressure, that COVID had his number. If he got this again, it was not going to be great. So he was right there getting ready to face this again. Right. So these viral infections increase inflammation, which are Mm -hmm. likely already high in someone with diabetes from high blood sugar levels. So that, I'm guessing, contributes to more severe complications. What is this you can add to or exacerbate tachycardia? What is that? Heart issues. And unpack that for me just for a minute. Yeah, so what they find is that when you have COVID, if you go into the hospital and your blood sugar is already high, so you go in, your blood sugar is not being well managed, the inflammation is already high, as you talked about, that is going to really zero in on your heart. Your heart's already working really hard because blood sugar makes our blood vessels narrow. They're kind of like an old, worn-out garden hose, right? So that's going to have that impact on your heart. Thank you, Angela. Some great information. And guys, I know you can't notes while you're driving, so check out that Do I Have Prediabetes website and the ADCES website. That closes out this edition of the Highway to Health podcast, sponsored by Healthy Trucking of America. We would like to take this opportunity to thank you once again for spending part of your day with us on Pod Wheels, powered by Radio Nemo. And we would also like to invite you to visit HealthyTruck.org, the website for Healthy Trucking of America. HealthyTruck.org is filled with information and resources that can help make your travels down our nation's roads and highways a healthier one. Be sure to check back with us each Friday for the latest episodes of the Highway to Health podcast, sponsored by Healthy Trucking of America. Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo, also has another podcast from Healthy Trucking of America that will be coming your way each Tuesday, beginning May 10th. Be sure to check out the Healthy Trucking Podcast, which again debuts on May 10th. Now, folks, you can find all the podcasts being brought to you by Healthy Trucking of America through Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo. You can listen to us by downloading the Podwheels app, which is available in the Apple Store or on Google Play. 
You could also listen to all the episodes being brought to you by Healthy Trucking of America through our website, podwheels.net. Now, folks, we've got one last item to pass along to everybody. You can now catch up with the Highway to Health podcast on all the major podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon Music, and Google Podcast. Just go to wherever you get your podcast and search Highway to Health. And when you find our podcast, we would ask that you take a moment and subscribe to the Highway to Health. You'll be notified whenever we release a new episode. The Highway to Health podcast, sponsored by Healthy Trucking of America, is a production of Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo.